We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right. Welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. We are on location in West Virginia. That's right. Feet down already on the dirt here in West V as the Sooners get set for a showdown with the Mountaineers on Friday night. So, kind of a unique feel to the game plan here today. No Toby today. He'll join us later in the week. We'll get some final thoughts from him on Wednesday, maybe maybe even Thursday morning on Thanksgiving. We'll have a special podcast that'll drop for you. Uh, but today is very similar to our new post-game presser pod because we have the Lincoln Riley press conference today that you typically get with a Sooner Sports podcast on a Tuesday. And then we want you to hear from Kyler Murray and Kenneth Murray. So it's a big week. It's Thanksgiving week. Obviously, I'm fired up. I'm already here. I mean, I'm ready for kickoff. So let's get after it, shall we? Let's start with Lincoln Riley and his meeting with the media from Monday. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming up today. Uh, big week in front of us. Uh, obviously, going down to or going up to play West Virginia. Um, I know a game a lot of people have been looking forward to, to, you know, for a long time. You know, one of those games that early in the year, just take a look back and say, you know, knowing that we had a chance to be a strong team, certainly knowing that West Virginia has a chance to be a strong team, we, you know, there was a pretty solid chance that this one was going to be very meaningful, and it, it certainly is. Um, we're, we're going up there playing a really good football team, you know, without a doubt, you know, probably one of the best, if not the best one that, that you know, that Coach Holgerson's had, you know, in his time at West Virginia. Just a very, very complete team. They've done a tremendous job with that program. Um, you know, they've, they've kind of it's kind of set up right now. You know, for them, I, you know, had their you know two senior leaders on offense come back. Uh, 
you know, with with obviously Will Greer um, and then Seals. You know, those guys are those guys are phenomenal players, uh, without a doubt. They've proven it, you know, in this league for a long time. I've got a lot of respect for Will Greer, known him known him since he was a freshman or sophomore in high school. Uh, we were his first offer at East Carolina, and uh, so had a good relationship with him, his family, his dad Chad, as uh, a high school coach, um, tremendous coach, but great family, great people, really. Happy for Will, the, the career that he's that he's had up to this point, some of the things he's had to overcome. But he's he's uh, he's playing great football right now, without a doubt. He'll be, you know, he's easily one of the top quarterbacks in the country. You know, receiving core really stands out for these guys. I know Seals gets a lot of the headlines, but they've got two or three other cats out there that that are making a lot of plays for him. So they uh, they they stress you certainly there, and then they're running the football well. Um, you know, pretty experienced offensive line, guys doing a nice job. So, very good offense. I mean, all the way around, going to be challenged. You know, in every way that you can against this group. We know that going in. Uh, defensively, uh, guy that stands out the most to me defensively is is uh, is Long, the linebacker. And I thought I really felt the same way last year too. Uh, he's uh, He's an outstanding player. He, he actually reminds me a lot of, of 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 Bolton for us. You know, it's very very disruptive, uh, a playmaker, um, not afraid to take chances, and a lot of times he gets paid off uh, with those chances. Uh, so he's playing, you know, outstanding football, kind of leading that defensive group there. You know, you know, towards the top of the conference and most of the conference statistics. Um, so. Uh, their DC coach Gibson does a tremendous job. Always had a lot of respect for him. You know, very very tough to go against. Very good schematically. Kids play hard, tackle well. Uh, very physical group. Uh, Kenny Robinson, the free safety, another one that really stands out. They've got several guys though that are playing well. Some uh, transfers on the front that have I think made a difference from them that are doing a nice job. So, you know, listen, we we know the challenge. Uh, you know, this is kind of how this one probably what it should come down to. You know, it's kind of a perfect script for us. Uh, going and playing on the road, tough environment, good football team, a lot of things on the line. I mean, that's that's just the way we like it. You know, and these are the kind of games that we've been able to win here over the last few years. Um, and, you know, and those games, those wins have led to led to championships. You know, this one here is obviously a critical game to uh, to continue that trend. And so we're we're excited about the challenge. Excited about you know how our guys have started off the week. Uh, you know, got a great plan. I feel like for the for the short week, uh, guys mentally ready to do it. Certainly looking forward to this game and and uh, so and, and a great week of preparation. So we'll go uh, questions from there. Uh, Mike Stoops said one of the things that disappointed him is he couldn't get his defensive players to play hard. Do you think when you look at this defense, are these players playing as hard as they can? Uh, I think we've been, I think our effort's been good. I, I think, would I say our, our effort's been elite all the time? Uh, not all the time. Uh, it's, been, it's been good, and I think it's been particularly good uh, since we made the change. Uh, I don't think effort has been a, a, a major factor in the times when it hasn't gone well for us. Uh, I do always think effort's a big deal to us around here. So there's, it's almost one of those deals where you can say, we have such high expectations there. It's been good, but we want it to be better. Um, but I, I would not say of some of the issues we've had, I would certainly not put effort towards the top of the list. They've, they've, uh, they've given us really nice effort and practice. You guys have worked hard. Uh, that, that also has translated over to the field. Um, but 
Uh, I do think we've taken some steps there since we made a change midseason. Lincoln, you talked about their defense a little bit. Don't they do a lot of different things on defense at West Virginia and show you a lot of, a lot of different things? Yeah, no, they, they certainly do. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of multiple looks. Um, you know, they, they try to give the quarterback a lot of different looks, very creative with the pressures. Um, you know, do a good job of mixing, you know, drop eight coverage and then, and then blitzing you and, um, you know, moving those safeties around. You know, they play with, play with five DBs, you know, the majority of the time and do a great job. It's, uh, yeah, they, they, they kind of make life tough on you, man. They've, they've done a good job defending the run. Um, you know, and they, they try to outnumber you some in the throw game. They've got some nice cover guys, a couple other transfer guys in the secondary that have come in and helped, and a couple of those uh, safeties have been playing. We've been playing the, uh, the uh, Askew kid. We've been playing him, seems like, for three or four years now. He's been there forever. So, um, yeah, they just – you could tell they've got a – They've got something they believe in, you know. They got a they got a system. They've got something that they believe in. There's there's consistency there, um, and their kids execute it at a high level. Yeah, I was watching the uh, NFL game last night. The Bears scored two touchdowns, went for two both times. They got a good offense, but it's mm-hmm. not a monster. Right. You've got a monster offense. Have you considered just changing the dynamics of the game and saying, hey? We're going to go for two. Any chance, anytime we get a chance for Kyler and those guys to put up points, we're going to do it, even on a two-point conversion. Yeah, no, good question. Yeah, we've uh, we we've considered being more aggressive in some of those situations. Um, I think at the end of the day, too, it comes down to there is some. I think just core beliefs in it. You know, one of them are. You know, and I know everybody's extra points, you know, that most people feel pretty good about it. I mean, our guy's been one of the elite guys in the history of college football. So it, it is, you do feel like at times maybe is it worth the risk if we had a less experienced kicker, may, maybe more. Um, uh, but we've got a good enough offense down there that's something something we plan for. You know, if we get in the game, we've got to go for it multiple times. I think we're, we're ready to, uh, but haven't, haven't had a situation come up yet or match up where we felt like it was appropriate. Like you're, you're willing to do that on fourth downs. I mean, you haven't been bashful about going for it on right. fourth down. Is it the same mentality, except you're not giving up a free point? That's I think that, and then just the payoff. I mean, it's you, you're risking one point. You know, a lot of times on that to, to gain one. Where a lot of times I feel like on a fourth down. I mean, our chances are if we convert, you're probably risking. You know, if we got a punt, we're going to score zero. If we if we can convert the first down, we're probably going to score seven. You know, in worst case, we're probably going to score three with how good Austin is. So I feel like just the risk reward for us on fourth down has been a little bit better. Yeah, you know, a lot of folks look at Kyler Murray. They see the, the blazing speed. They see the major league arm. Uh, how does his intelligence, his, his mental game compare to his physical tools? Oh, his, his football intelligence is off the charts. I mean, I, it's you don't make the decisions that this guy makes you know, without understanding the game. And we, like we've done with guys before, uh, we put a lot on that position. And we've been able to do a lot this year based on him being able to handle it, him being able to process it, him understanding that a lot of times what we see on tape is not what we're going to see in games. And so you've got to be able to make those in-game adjustments and understand how we want to attack different people. And uh, so he's... He's been phenomenal. I mean, his his decision making is really good. His in-game processing is really good. Um, you know, you can have all the flashy arm and 
and all the athleticism you want, and that's good. But at quarterback, this day and age, if you can't make decisions, all that other stuff really doesn't matter. And so that him making good decisions and being that cerebral allows everybody to see the, the, you know, the great physical characteristics that he has. Coach, you mentioned after the game feeling like injury-wise you were decimated, maybe worse than you've ever been here. We're just three or four games out with a short week. you expect Sermon and Gallimore just picking out two of the guys? Do you expect them to play? There's a chance. Um, you know, we've got a chance to get a couple of guys back. I don't know. You know, but the flip side of it is, you know, we certainly weren't going to hold anybody last week. Um, that's that's just never been our mentality around here, regardless of, you know, the situation, who you're playing. Um, you know, we're going to try to be at our very best each week. And so I think there's a chance, but they also, neither one of them were really very close to being able to help us last week either. So there's, you know, the short week is probably working against us a little bit there. You know, you'd love to have that extra that extra 24 hours right now for those guys. But, um, you know, they're battling to try to get back, but it's also got to be at a point where they can be effective too. You know, we got Trey in there, I think, two plays the other day, and he just was not even close to being, you know, where he needs to be. So, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful. I mean, we've got some guys that are not extremely long-term, but it's – we've got – our injury report right now has a lot of questionables you know, and doubtfuls off to the side of it right now. So hopefully those guys can progress. Uh, they, there certainly is no doubt they want to be out there, but we got to make sure they're ready to play too. Yeah, Lincoln, another question about where you are in terms of uh, play calling and, and decisions that are, that are being made right now. With regard to you, the trouble for your defense, is it changing how you approach, say, uh, a fourth down within reasonable distance, a fourth down and short where you're thinking, I could take three here with Seibert, but, but the way this game is going and the way our defense is struggling, I really need to think about getting six. Uh, it's just game to game, you know, for me. I mean, you know, all those decisions of a few weeks ago when we get off to a good start and are playing the way we're capable of defensively are different than, you know, a game, especially a game like Oklahoma State, you know, where they kind of they got hot offensively, started hot, and it was kind of high scoring for the beginning. I mean, you know, I think I think Kansas had 17 going into the fourth quarter. You know, the other night, so I never, I never really felt like that the other night. The wind was honestly more of a factor to me, and while we went for a couple of them, uh, you know, a couple of them we were right there on the edge of field goal uh, territory, and both of them I think we were going uh, dead into the wind, and those those were going to be difficult field goals even with a guy for Austin's leg. So, I mean, I think you look at each each game, you know, how it is, how it presents itself. What do you think you need to win? If we um, you know, if we think we need more points and the risk is worth it, we're certainly going to do it. But I don't, I guess to answer your question, I don't have an overall feeling like right now about where we're at. We've had some games we've played outstanding. We've had some games where we haven't played outstanding. I, I think we're going to play outstanding again. I think it's going to be this week. Uh, but as a coach, you got to be ready to adjust and obviously see how the game unfolds. Yeah, Lincoln, it's less likely now with West Virginia losing last week, but there was still a chance that you could end up playing them two weeks in a row. Is that something you've spent any time thinking about, and how, how if, if at all, does that change anything? Yeah, that was a little new to us last year. You know, we knew, we knew when we played TCU last year. You know, they were, we were both, I think, at the top of the standings at that time, so we knew there was a pretty strong chance. Um, potentially playing somebody back-to-back, um, 
would it possibly change your approach in some ways? Maybe, um, especially if you knew it going into that game. Right now, you know, obviously this is a must-win game for us, and so you know we're, that's that's how we're approaching it. Uh, Kyler's Heisman side launched last week, and now with Ian Wilgreer sharing the field on Saturday, how important do you think this game is for his case for that award? And how would you make, how would you kind of phrase his case up to this point? Um, I mean, we know around here. I mean, Heisman Heisman trophies go to great players on great teams, and. Uh, I think if you asked either Kyler Murray or Will Greer right now what they care more about, I promise you they just they just want to win, and that's that's why those guys are even being mentioned for an award like that. You don't you don't get to that point thinking about it. Um, the, the team goals are the ultimate, and so um, you know just just like any you know our case as a team to accomplish what we want to accomplish, you know, any of these guys to win individual awards, which is secondary to team awards around here, but it's certainly still important and they're great things. Um, we got to keep winning, you know, we got to keep playing well. You do those things, they take care of themselves. Lincoln, you've had a, a day and a half now to look at the film from Kansas. Uh, defensively, uh, your your new assessment, or, or did it change from Saturday? Was it as bad as you thought? What did you like? What did you not like? And what will you? How will you evolve this week? Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I think it was pretty similar to what I saw after. I went right in and watched it after uh, after Dean and I filmed the coaches' show that night. Uh, we, I was, I was proud of our communication. I was proud of. I thought we were in right calls. I thought we were in the right position. There's maybe one or two. I think we had one or two busts in the game, so we really, we mentally played very clean. I mean, very clean. Uh, maybe even, honestly, you asked me if I was surprised by anything. I honestly was maybe a little surprised by how clean we played defensively as far as guys being where they need to be, not busting calls, adjustments, some of the checks from the sideline. I mean, we were really good in that. I think what I emphasized after was, was, was absolutely the issue. You know, we gave up. I mean, our, our yards after contact was off the charts, probably the highest that we've had here certainly all year, maybe in the last couple of years. And so uh, we've got to trigger. We've got to go make those plays. We've got to be more aggressive in our run fits. Uh, we've got to – we played well schematically. Now we've got to play more aggressive and play better physically, and that's going to be our challenge. Curious what your yards after contact number was as well as the missed tackle numbers. What you guys tally? Uh, those are we, we kind of keep those in house. Those are little. Those can be arbitrary, but they were much higher than where we wanted them to be. Was it higher than you've had all season, or was it? That uh, it was the the yards after contact. Yes, was higher. Getting back to the injury situation, how uh, concerned is the running back room considering mm -hmm. Kennedy Brooks kind of shouldered the entire load? Sermon's banged up. Pledger's banged up. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's been a factor. I mean, you have four or five guys out at any position, you know, it's going to be a factor. So we've adjusted. Um, it's concerning because you want more bodies there. Uh, it's not concerning because we got a great old line and the guys that have playing have been playing their tails off uh, and we've continued to produce at a high level. So uh, this time of year, you just, you, you can't have excuses. You got to have answers and we're, we'll keep creating them no matter who we have. Uh, 
Parnell Motley? You've talked about the sort of roller coaster nature of being a corner, but how has Parnell in specific handled that, and how important is he this week with the, the West Virginia receivers, especially Sills? He is important. Uh, he was he was one of our uh, last two weeks. He's been one of our highest graded DBs. I thought he was he was outstanding uh, the other day. He gave up a. Uh, a uh, inside route on a uh, on a third down uh, that he shouldn't have given up uh, based on leverage. He had that one negative play in the rest of the game. He, he had a big PBU. He was we were we were sharp in coverage the whole day. He was too. Uh, and then I thought he was our most aggressive DB physically. I mean, came up and made some aggressive plays, some aggressive stops on some of those flat patterns that they were throwing. Some of the quick game. So you know, I, we need. We need some of our other DBs to play with the aggressiveness that he played with. So I thought, uh, I really felt like, you know, after we made the switch, we started, you know, Brown and, and Norwood out there, that that little, lit a little bit of a fire under him. And I think he's played, you know, I thought he did some really nice things at Texas Tech, as we've discussed. And uh, I thought he was our best guy, our best corner against Oklahoma State and was the other day as well. So, I mean, it's... There's good competition in that room, and I've been proud of the way he's stepped up. You know, since we uh, since we backed him up to second string. Lincoln, uh, what's been your <coughs> message to defensive re, uh, recruits during the last month? Has this made it any tougher to try to recruit those guys with the uncertainty of the future of the defense? No, just I, I think it's you know we kind of talked a little bit about it. You know, after we made the change mid-season, I think it's more, you know, just being honest with guys. Um, I think uh, uh, we've made them very aware of, you know, where we're at, um, you know, uh, our decision-making process, how that affects them. Um, but I think more guys in general are committing more to the, to this program and the overall direction of the program. And uh, so now the, we've had some guys with questions. You know, which what you get. I would have I would have questions too. You know, certainly when we made a change in leadership on that side, you know, naturally guys are going to want to know, you know, what your plans are. And so we've been as upfront with them as we possibly can be. I think they've appreciated that. We've got great relationships with those kids, and they're they're all excited about coming here and playing defense. Uh, you spoke about Will a little bit earlier today, but just the unique journey that he and Kyler have taken, transferring from SEC schools to OU, and then having the careers that they have. Can you talk a little bit about those two? Yeah, no, it's uh, very, very similar paths. Uh, you know, both extremely highly regarded. You know, Will threw for a million yards uh, at Davis and Day uh, there in Charlotte, where his dad was a coach, and you know, was extremely highly recruited. You know, obviously Kyler was as well. Uh, you know, they both go in, have some early opportunities, um, you know, at big name schools. Um, and then, you know, adversity, whatever hits. I know it was two different situations, but then they end up at different places. And so, you know, they, they, they both had to handle that. I'm sure Will handled it very well. Wouldn't surprise me. I know Kyler handled it well here. And uh, it's fun to see guys like that that, you know, maybe were at the top and then, you know, then maybe not totally forgotten about, but, you know, kind of off the radar. Uh, to, to continue to work and approach things. Again, I assume the way Will did, knowing the kind of kid he is. Um, it, it's fun to see those guys playing at a high level. So, no, it's kind of a neat story. A lot of parallels. Um, you know, people Friday are going to be watching two of the best ones out there for sure. Yeah, um, Army has cracked the top 25. Your thoughts on that and looking back, how does that shape how you view that victory looking back at it? Just like Iowa State game last year, everybody here thought we lost a horrible team. 
I told I told everybody after that's they're gonna win some games, just like I told everybody after we beat them up there in Ames this year in a tough game. I said that that win was down the road. That thing's gonna pay dividends. Just watch and feel the same way about Army. I mean, Army was good. I mean, no no doubt about it. There's a lot of people love to have that win right now. So that was a big win for us at the time. It was a tough, hard-fought battle. That's why you can't read too much into preseason rankings or how big a school is or this or that. It's about the two teams on the field in that one moment. And I think it was very clear to everybody in our stadium that night that we were on the field with another very good football team. Yeah, back to health, TJ Pledger, is he closer to playing this week? And also a lot of people have been concerned about Justin Broyles, the way he looked. How, how's he doing? Yeah, Broyles is, uh, Broyles is doing well, I think. Uh, I think more of a scare than anything, certainly when he got out there, uh, when we got out there to go check on him. Uh, but they uh, they were able to keep an eye on him overnight and everything's progressed I would, extremely well, I would even say, ahead of schedule. So um, then look, certainly not anything long-term with Brules, look very, very positive. So we're all thankful for that. Uh, yeah, TJ's kind of in that same category as Trey, as Neville, you know, he's been, He's been a little nicked up. He's been he's been close. Um, you know, we thought middle last week there was a chance. By the end, there wasn't you know wasn't even a chance. Um, just wasn't quite ready. Uh, I think there's a chance to have him this week, but he he hasn't practiced with us yet. Tyler, uh, last year you guys were so solidified at left tackle. How would you evaluate Bobby Evans' season? And I guess just given the you know, moving Cody to right, how do you feel like that's all worked out to this point? I mean, has it been about as good as you could hope for? It's been pretty good. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, yeah, those guys have both handled the transition well. Um, you know, we felt like Bobby would. You know, he'd played on the edge. Um, you know, for some guys, moving left to right side on the O-line is nothing. I mean, you get some guys that can just do it, and it's no big deal. And some guys, it's, I mean, it's like me trying to write left-handed. You know, it just feels completely awkward. And so, Bobby, I think, I think it was a little awkward for Bobby in the beginning, to be completely honest. Um, I didn't think he played his best ball early in the season, um, and I, I do think that was part of it. Uh, but he's continued to work hard at it. He's played extremely well uh, here as of late. Um, you know, it's a it's a really nice tandem, and then you know Cody's Cody's been phenomenal. I mean, without a doubt, he's you know he we were our only concern with Cody was is he going to be athletic enough out there? You know, and he he did a great job with Benny and his staff through the summer. You know, trimmed down. He's a, you know the lightest he's ever been here. He went from a 340 to a you know 325 ish, and he's. Uh, He's played at a high level. I mean, athleticism has not been an issue at all, you know, for him. So that's a, you know, we've got a really nice tandem there, no doubt. Uh, Lincoln, you said last week you didn't have a timeline <clears throat> for the defensive coordinator decision, but how much are you thinking about that stuff right now? Candidates, philosophy, Zero. things like that, really? Zero. I mean, we're, I don't know if I would be, I don't know if it would change if we were five and six right now. You know, but I mean, we're we're ten and one. You know, we're 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 getting ready to play for a championship. You know, and we're right in the thick of a, you know, a lot of really really good stuff. And so, uh, my total focus is right now is getting this team ready to go up and play West Virginia, and then hopefully having a chance to play the week after that. I mean, this I mean, we're sitting right where we were last year. You know, I mean, that's it feels no different to me. I mean, we're. In great position. We've won 10 out of 11 games. We got a big one coming up here at the end that we need to win. And 
if I'm putting any thoughts toward that right now, then my head's not in the right place, in my opinion. Along those same lines, Ruffin obviously didn't enter the easiest situation midseason, but just how do you think he's handled everything that comes with that interim tag and the pressures and stresses with that? Uh, I would just say, like I've said before, you know, he's uh, just like I thought he would handle it. You know, he's done a great job with the kids. Uh, there's obviously certain challenges, like you said, uh, that that come with that job. It's not an easy job because you you on the outside get a lot of responsibility, um, but you're also doing it on short notice, and and there's you know there's limitations on what you can do. And uh, but he's he's done a great job. He's united that staff. They've worked very well together. Uh, kids have played hard and practiced hard for him. Uh, I, he's, he's done a really nice job with it. The NCAA passer efficiency formula is, is kind of, head of heavily weighted or predicated on yards per catch, yards per completion. Uh, that gives it a big boost. And you guys have had some game breakers, DD and CD and Marquise, obviously. Uh, but yet you're, you've had a quarterback who set the NCAA record, a record that stood for 100 years or whatever it is three years in a row or is going to be the three years in a row. What is it about your system? What is it about your your offense moving guys around like chess pieces on the chessboard that uh, that allows that efficiency rating to be so high? I would just say it's been a you know it's been a group effort. You know, we've you know we've been able to protect guys um, and we've been able to run the football, you know, and obviously that starts up front and that you know it's allowed us to stay two dimensional. You know, and I think that's so important. I mean, to me, that's where your explosive plays come. You can, if you're an elite team running the ball, you're going to be effective. But at the same time, when you've got 11 defenders dedicated to stopping the run, it's it's hard to pop big ones all the time. Same thing if you're an elite team just throwing the ball. Yeah, you're good, you can still be effective, but you know you're going to you don't put people in the position that we've been able to put people in by being you know pretty effective at both. And so we've. You know, we've, we've tried to put people in position where they got to choose, and then when they do, we try to choose the other one, and uh, and and make them pay for any aggressiveness one way or the other. And uh, so it's that uh, good players around those quarterbacks, uh, a system that fits those guys. I mean, you know, for things like that to happen, a lot of things have got to be working well. But you know, fortunately, we've we've been able to do that. From the coach to QB one, Kyler Murray's a finalist now for the Maxwell Award, and. Basically, any other award that's given to the best player in college football, he met with the press earlier on Monday. I mean, in high school, uh, everybody, you know, going through the process of recruiting, um, Elite 11, all the camp stuff like that. Uh, I, that's when, you know, my first memory of him was, uh, you know, watching the TV show and all that stuff. Uh, you just, you play quarterback in high school, you know of other quarterbacks, and that's just kind of how, you know, how I've, I've known him, uh, got to meet him a couple times. So, um, good, good player, obviously, great quarterback. Uh, and, you know, I, I know he'll be ready, you know, come Saturday, so. Kyle, when's the last time you ran a 40-yard dash and how fast was it? <coughs> um, last time I ran one, uh, I, I can't remember if it was the fall or spring, but Schmidt was here last time I ran 40. And I think, I was a, I think it was a 4-3, but it was, it was hand time, so I, I don't know how, how real that is. So of, of the mobile quarterbacks that have come along in, in college or the pro in the last maybe 10 years or so, who are some guys that you look at, that you either emulate or look up to? Um, I don't know. Uh, Russell, you know, Russell's obviously a dual threat, but, you know, he 
he's not as fast. Uh, you know, Mike Vick, um, Aaron Rodgers does a lot on you know on the move. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys, uh, but you know, those are some of the few. Yeah. With that, with that kind of speed that you have, I, I would think that a lot of guys would be tempted to just take off at the slightest opportunity. How do you uh, stop yourself with that kind of speed, four three four four speed, from just taking off at the first opportunity? I mean, you play quarterback. I mean, your job is to you know deliver the ball from the pocket. Uh, I think you know a lot of guys with speed are criticized for not doing that as much as you know um, people feel like they should. So I mean, I, I've heard it all my my whole life. So for me, it's you know. I, I'm, a, I'm a quarterback. That's you know that's a position I played my whole life. So uh, I don't think you know that stereotype or you know the thought of you know getting out of there too quick is uh, really pertains to me. But you know if, uh, if people want to you know criticize or say whatever they want to say, it is what it is. Uh, you know for me, my job is to deliver the ball. You know to my teammates from the pocket. Uh, when stuff breaks down, I got the ability to you know make something happen. So. Are you eager you for showdowns when the other team has an elite quarterback as well? So what? Are you eager for showdowns? Do you get excited for games like this? Oh, I mean, I get excited for every game, uh, but I'm not eager for a showdown. No, I mean, I would rather blow a team out. But um, if if that you know if that's what it is, that's what it is. And you know, we've been in many since I've been here, and you know, we we I think we know the formula for that. So uh, if it is a showdown, we just got to keep swinging. You know, that's just that's really all it comes down yeah, to. I guess I phrase that wrongly. Um, when you play against another elite quarterback, yeah. a guy who's a Heisman contender like that, does that raise uh, your interest in uh, your performance for that week? No doubt. I think you know, being a competitor, um, you know, when you're going against comp good competition, uh, I think it brings the best out of. I mean, I know it brings the best out of me. So. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know, you know, come Saturday, you know, the emotions will be high just because, you know, it's primetime game, um, you know, a game that means a lot, obviously. So um, at the same time, I got to, you know, I got to hone all that in and uh, be myself, play my game and, you know, get a W. Kyler, uh, <clears throat> in terms of your speeds help you a lot when plays break down. Have you noticed that the offensive line has adjusted the blocking for you when those plays break down to help allow you to do that? Uh, as far as adjusting, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say it's adjusting. I think it's just, you know, they've, uh, I guess gotten used to it or, you know, you know, effort That's really all, you know, that's, that's the word for it. I think it's just effort and just continued blocking. Um, cause they know, you know, at any time, any, you know, things can happen, uh, plays can be made, uh, you know, if something does break down or if they do miss a block, you know, it's kind of like a, the teamwork deal, you know, if they miss a block, I got their back, you know, it's my job to make a guy miss, uh, vice versa. So I think, you know, them just, you know, showing effort and just continuing to block, you know, it's obviously I appreciate it. So. They've really hit their stride here in the last probably three, four yeah. weeks. Um, yeah. How, what's your evaluation of them or how valuable, how valuable have they been? I mean, it starts up front for us every game, uh, you know, being the most physical team on the field, uh, offensive line and defensive line. And, you know, we know that and they know that. So. I mean, obviously, they've been a staple for our offense for a while uh, with the run game and then obviously your pass protection. So we just got to keep it going. Going back to what Cliff was asking about staying in the pocket, do you trust your arms more or do you trust your legs more? I trust me more. I just try, yeah, I just play my game and that's what it is. Last time on the road, um, obviously, things didn't really start yeah. as you wanted them against Texas Tech. What did you learn as far as handling the environment, handling the crowd, and the energy from the other team? Uh, 
I didn't really learn. I mean, I didn't learn anything new. It was just, uh, just happened. I mean, it hasn't happened to me a lot. What had happened, but uh, it has happened before. So I, I mean, I've been in that situation before. You know, going in somewhere else and throwing an interception or two. Um, so I, I, for me, you know, after you throw a pick or you know whatever happens, you just gotta. Try, I, mean, I trust myself. I trust my abilities and. You know, I can't let that affect me, so it, I don't think it did. And then you just got to continue to play your game. Is there something different that this team does on the road when something like that happens versus maybe some other place that you've been or just other place that you've heard of? No, I, I mean I think everybody, well everybody here knows. You know, we we don't get down on each other. You can't get down on each other. Um, you know, if anything, you just got to pick each other up and keep going. I mean. Nobody really got on me. I threw two interceptions. You know, I, I haven't said anything to the defense or you know if they're having a bad game or anything like that. It's just it's one team, uh, and you know, the ultimate goal is to win the game. So, as a competitor, do you think it matters to West Virginia coming into this game either off a loss that they did in Stillwater on Saturday, or if they had won that game, they'd still be you know have one loss and be in the playoff contention and all that uh, stuff. Does it matter for them? Yeah. Uh, Speak for them, but as yeah. a competitor, does stuff like that when you go into a game changes your perspective on what you need to do? I mean, I'm, I'm sure that that loss hurt, you know, for them. Uh, but I, I think, yeah, I think you know when when Oklahoma comes in town, I think it's you know it's a big game for anybody, and so I, I know they'll be ready, uh, just like we'll be ready. So I, I think, yeah, I think, I think so. Are you aware of the high? People say about the high school stuff. I mean, Tim Brando, who did the game, he's a Louisiana guy. He said you're the best player in the country. I mean, do you, are you aware of those things? Joel Platt has a lot of good things to say about you. Are you aware of the, those conversations? What yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I mean, how do you, does it, does it, what, what's your thoughts when you hear those things? I mean, because. Uh, obviously, you know, I appreciate the, you know, the comments, uh, you know, how they feel about me. Um, as far as the Heisman stuff, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's not just me out there playing. Uh, I got a lot of help. Um, Offense, defense, you know, everybody in the locker room. You know, everybody's a part of it. Uh, like I said, it's not just me going out there and playing. Uh, I got a whole team behind me that helps me out, makes me look good. Uh, you know, the comments, uh, I'm confident in myself. Do I feel like, you know, I'm deserving? Of course. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I just got to go out there and play my game. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. How much do you notice or appreciate these statues out here? Statues? <laughs> I walk by them every day, so. Um, it would be nice to pull one up for sure. In recent weeks, you've talked about your relationship with Coach Kingsbury, Coach Beatty. What about your relationship with Coach Spav, uh Yeah, no, he. I mean, he got me to commit. So uh, he was he was really the main reason why I went to A and um, So I mean, the relationship there is still there. Um, I don't talk to him as much, obviously, but no, uh, he's always been good to me and my family, and it, I. It, you know, the same thing for anybody else or that I've talked to talked to you about. In twenty fifteen you know, twenty fifteen after you when you left A and M, maybe you weren't sure where you're going next and even into your days on the scout team here, how how realistic was this type of season in your mind that you could still come back and and play at this level? I know you're so confident. Yeah. Some, I mean that could that could easily be your answer, but yeah. did you think that this could happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Um I just I mean I don't want to sound cocky or anything. I mean, I've every time I've touched the field, or whenever I do touch the field in, in the right place, the right system, you know, whatever it is, uh, I don't know. I just got gifts and abilities. Uh, I've I've flourished. I don't know what I don't, I don't know. 
but I, I definitely believe that you know whenever whenever I did touch the field here, that this would be possible. You know, I obviously can't put a pin in the number, you know, the pinpoint the numbers and all that stuff or what I what I was capable of. But you know, with Coach Riley and the guys that we got on this team um, and the guys that they keep bringing in here, yeah, I felt like it was possible. Um, obviously, sitting on Baker and seeing what he's doing, um, I, why not? You know, uh, that was a thought for me. So, what did you learn most on the when you were playing on the scout team? Uh, I, th I think it was just the growth of my game and, you know, and mentally, you know, uh, playing against the ones every day, you know, going against the ones every day in, uh, in practice. Uh, obviously, that's a great look, you know. Um, and then, you know, like I said, sitting by and bake, you know, watching film. Um, Coach Riley had me study, you know, NFL guys the past two years, uh, stuff like that. And just mentally, obviously, you got to be mentally strong. You know, you, you've been playing your whole life. You've been successful your whole life. And then. You don't have a great freshman year. You transfer. You sit out for two years, and the game's kind of taken away from you. Everybody thinks you know you fall off, and then you know you just got to stick with it and trust the process. And then, you know, here we are. So, Barry mentioned a little while ago about you and Will coming from SEC schools. Just how unique is it for both you guys to transfer to new homes yeah. and have the type of careers and seasons that you're having now? I just I think it's just everything happens for a reason. It's kind of weird. Um, you know, you end up in the Big Twelve. Uh, Obviously, a great offensive league. You know he's having a great season. Um, I, you know I think it'll be fun on Saturday or Friday. You were asked about the Heisman a little bit ago. Wouldn't blame you at this point with all the buzz that, that you're generating if you uh, if you went home and checked to see how Tua had done in his game. Is it you, you get to that point? No, I mean all I saw was, well, I mean I saw it was ten to ten at halftime. That was the last that I saw of the game, and then they ended up blowing him out. But other than that, I'm no. Uh, I really, honestly, haven't really got to see much. Uh, I do respect his game, though, uh, for the you know the little amount that I've seen. So, Baker uh, sets the NCAA record for passer efficiency. I mean, think of all the quarterbacks that have played college football over yeah. the years for a hundred years. He's number one. Then he breaks it the next year, and now a year later, you're getting ready to break it again, possibly. What does that say about Lincoln's offense? What What is it about his offense that allows you guys to be so efficient with the football, distributing the football? Uh, I think it's the attention to detail, you know, the way he coaches it. Uh, uh, the little things matter. Uh, and that, that's what, you know, everybody wonders, you know, how you'd be so great and all that stuff. But, I mean, it's really just, you know, doing the little things right, you know, having the attention to detail and, you know, really – Locking in and understanding, you know, what he wants to get done, what we're all trying to get done, and just trusting it. Uh, uh, Bake did it great, obviously. Um, and, you know, me sitting behind him, watching, you know, seeing the formula, I think, you know, is for me, it was, I don't want to say easy to go out here and do what I'm doing, but um, I've seen it for the past two years. Uh, you know, I know, you know, what we what we do as an offense. You know, I know what Coach Riley's looking for, and it's just been, you know, it's been fun. Did you get it right away, or was that a growth process where you're obviously better now than you were when you first got here? I mean, is it, a, is it something that's really difficult to learn? Or? Uh, not difficult. Obviously, you know, playing quarterback at a high level, you got to have some feel uh, for the position. But I think it's it's been more so growth. Um, my Obviously, you know, I, I don't know. It's the freshman year, you know, the systems are a little different. So from here, uh, for them to now, um, I think I think I just got better as a player, um, and then you know obviously growing within the system, you know the offense. Uh, I think Coach Riley, you know, has helped me a lot. So uh, I think it's a little bit of both. And obviously, it's been a gut check week for this Sooner defense yet again after giving up 40 to Kansas. Kenneth Murray, though, sophomore captain, 
talked about changes that need to be made and what he wants to see from an intensity perspective going forward from this defense. Um, um, I think it's a, a cumulative thing of all those things, you know, um, you know, really getting together as a group, sitting down on um, and assessing, you know, what went wrong um, and just really, you know, taking the film in and really trying to get better from the film. Um, and I think, you know, as a group, that's something that we did, you know, talking to the leaders on the defense um, and just, you know, bringing the group together and talking about what needs to be better. You know, um, you know obviously last last weekend we didn't tackle well. Um, you know, we didn't play well as a group. Um, you know, you know, a lot of times we were in position to make the play, um, but we, we just didn't make the play. And so as a group, you know, we got to get better at making plays. We got to get better at finishing tackles. Um, so I think that's just something that as a group, you know, that we get together and we assess. And, you know, we challenge each other as a group to hold each other accountable, you know, to, 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 to play up to that standard. How much, right. how much accountability is there amongst the defense? Um, it's tremendous accountability because, I mean, at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm a competitor, you know, and it's a bunch of competitors on that, on that defense. And so, you know, you know, when we go out there and we have a bad performance, it's not like, you know, we're happy with it. It's not like, you know, it's, oh, you know, we, we, we won. We're glad that we won. You know, we're glad that we got a win. But at the end of the day, you know, Coaches set expectations, and we set expectations as players that are higher than the coaches. So, you know, when we don't live up to those expectations, you know, it kills us as players, and, you know, it, it makes us want to go out there and work even harder. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, stuff is not going our way. Um, we're hitting some adversity. But like I said before, you know, as this defense, we'll never stop fighting, um, and we'll never give up. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, sometime, someday, you know, the storm is going to end, and we're going to come out, and it's going to be some sunshine, and we're going to have, you know, the, the performance that I know that we can have as a defense. So. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it. Saturday night, uh, Lincoln said you played better pass coverage because you worked on pass coverage all week, but he was disappointed in the tackling, the, the run the run fits and guys were, you know, not tackling. How do you put them together? Uh, how do you uh, have a good a good night where you're both doing coverage and tackling? Um, you know, just playing together as a group um, and, you know, really just, just focusing in on the things um, that we need to do. Um, I feel like you know, it was, it was a bunch of things that went wrong um, throughout the game. You know, obviously, you know, we didn't tackle well. Um, you know, it's a couple other things that, you know, we could have done better as a group. Um, but just, you know, realizing that, you know, coming to, you know, realization of that with the group um, and just, you know, focus on putting it all together as a group. I think that's what, that's what you know, has to be done, you know, just, you know, making it known to everybody on the defense what we have to do and, and just going out there focusing on it. Is the emphasis then this week in practice to correct what happened last Two, you know, two nights ago, uh, and that is tackling. Do you, do you work specifically on tackling and let the coverage problems that were were prevalent, uh, you know, previously before Saturday night? Yeah. Do you let the work still continue to work on those, or how's, what's the balance there? Um, it's a it's a, it's a real good balance. You know, obviously, um, we're focusing on all things that that we need to improve. You know, it's not just one thing that we just need to improve. It's not just one thing that we should focus on, obviously, because, you know, it's, it's several problems that we have right now. So um, I feel like as coaches, you know, they put together a great plan. Um, you know, I've, I've been in there and talked to the coaches. They just basically set out the plan on what we need to do to fix all those things. And, you know, as a group, you know, we're going we gonna to dive in. And, you know, we're going to lock into that and, and get the things fixed. So, um, it's, you know, it's a great balance. The coaches have a great plan. And, you know, us as, as players, you know, we're following, you know, the direction of the coaches right now. What stands out to you about Will Greer, the quarterback? Um, obviously, you know, great, great, great passer from the pocket. Um, can really, um, you know, sling the rock. Um, has a really nice arm. Um, and you know, he just has tremendous weapons around him. You know, he has a couple of receivers that are pretty good. Um, the back in the backfield, you know, is a little twitchy. Um, you know, can make plays and nice plays. So, you know, I really like what I see so far from the offense. And you know, 
as a competitor, I'm looking forward to getting out there, you know, competing against them boys Friday. So um, I'm excited. Um, I'm excited for the opportunity. Um, and I'm ready to just go out there and, you know, compete. Your first trip to Morgantown. Uh, what do you expect, and what have maybe some teammates told you about Morgantown? Um, well, my uncle played played ball for for West Virginia. Um, strong safety, 1980s. So, um, you know, I've I've always been up there. You know, my, my family, most of my dad's family's from Youngstown, Ohio. So, um, you know, I've always been around Morgantown. Uh, you know, I actually spent a couple weeks up there um, throughout the summer. So, you know, it's it's not a place that I'm not familiar with. Um, so, you know, obviously you, you can spread a rowdy place. You know kind of like a, um, a Lubbock atmosphere, you know, you know, definitely, you know, fans that are rowdy, definitely fans at hostile environment. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to a great environment going into somebody else's house and competing. Kenneth, going back and looking at Saturday's game, why don't you feel like the tackling was there? Um, I mean, I feel like guys just, we just didn't, didn't finish with our technique, didn't, didn't, didn't focus on the fundamentals of just tackling and, you know, just playing free. Um, you know, obviously, you know, in some some instances, you know, I, I know for me personally, some instances, you know, I was I was leaning more, um, not really running my feet um, on my tackles and stuff like that. So, you know, I missed a couple of tackles here and there. Um, and, you know, I know for other guys, you know, it was just just not really, you know, you know, having the technique that we usually have, you know, especially the first couple of weeks that, that we got under Coach Ruff. Um, you know, that's really was something that he focused on, you know, was fundamentals. And so I feel like right now, you know, really getting back to the basics, um, really just focusing on the fundamentals. Because, I mean, that's really, that's really all you need as a defense, you know, is just to keep things simple um, and just focus on the fundamentals and tackle. So, um, you know, like I said, the coaches have put together a great plan for us. And, you know, we're following into what the coaches are putting together for us. Kenneth, is there any extra edge this week going against a Heisman candidate like Will Greer when you've got your own Heisman candidate and Tyler and maybe wanting to prove that your guy's better? Um, yeah, obviously, you know, I obviously want to prove that my guy, you know, K1 is, you know, the best best player out there, you know, and, you know, I want, you know, us as a defense, you know, just just this game as a whole, you know, it's a big game, so it's a big opportunity for us to go out there and prove ourselves, you know, obviously we haven't played well the last three weeks, but this opportunity right here, you know, kind of give us a chance to make it all right, so, um, you know, that's how I'm looking at it as a leader, so I'm looking at it as, you know, telling my guys on defense that, you know, this is our week to go out there and prove ourselves, this is our week to go out there and, you know, be what we know we can be, so, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's all about what, what goes on in that room. It's all about what guys believe in that room. And, you know, I believe that we got, you know, a good attitude in that room right now. Kenneth, why do you believe uh, Kyler's the best player in the country? I mean, just look at his numbers. I mean, look at his numbers, look at his athleticism. Um, you know, the guy can just, he can change the game at any point in time. Um, you know, he can he can take the ball for, for 80, 100 yards. It don't even matter because, I mean, at the point, and sometimes, you know, in the game, most of the times the game, most people can't can't even catch him, and he's just as good at, at you know throwing the ball as he is as he is running the ball. So um, I think he's just a special player, um, great overall athlete, um, and you know he's just, he's doing a great job for us right now. The Heisman is a football award, obviously, but in the back of your mind, let's say you're a voter, would you be thinking about his baseball acumen too? What do you mean? Like, would you be thinking of the fact that he plays two sports at such a high level would that factor into maybe what you think of him as an athlete? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean. As an athlete, you know, you see a guy that, that plays two different sports at an at a extremely high, high level, you know, that speaks volumes to just how good he is athletically. So um, I think that, you know, speaks a great, great, great deal for, you know, how, how good he is as an athlete. Yeah, is he as valuable to this team as, as Baker was to last year's? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, obviously, um, you know, he's, he's, he's a quarterback. You know, he's, he's running our offense. You know, we have a great offense. And so, you know, everything runs through him. Coach Link puts, you know, tremendous, tremendous, um, you know, Things on his plate for him to get done, um, and so obviously, you know, I think he's he's a great piece of our team. He's extremely valuable to our team. Um, you know, I think he's doing some great things right now.
Kenneth, has the, would you say the defense, <coughs> excuse me, has gotten uh, better since the Texas game? Has it gotten better uh, in some areas and maybe backslid in some other areas, or has it just simply evolved into a different, uh, a different unit? Um, yeah, I definitely think it's gotten it's gotten better since the Texas game. Um, I think you know guys are are on the same page more. I think um, you know scheme wise, I think things are a lot more simple. Um, obviously, I think you know as a defense, we have to focus on the little things, um, you know, tackling, um, and you know just you know having you know great effort and stuff like that. Um, but overall, I think the defense is, you know, we've gotten better since the Texas game. Um, and I think, you know, to be honest, in my opinion, I think we're just, you know, we're only a little bit away. You know, I mean, a lot of people don't see it that way. Um, a lot of people see it as, you know, us being, you know, far away because, you know, we gave up 40 points the last three games. But at the end of the day, if we fix all those little things, then we're right there, right where we need to be. So at the end of the day, it's just about getting those little things fixed. I'm focusing in on that. Um, and just, you know, believing in us and believing in what everybody in that room thinks. So that's really all that matters, none of the outside noise. Where is the room today? I mean, is, is the team feeling that? I mean, you, you're working hard, I'm sure, in practice, but you're not getting a lot of success in terms right. of points, things like that. Right. Where is just the mental part of the team's state of the um, defense? And that's the mental state of the, t the defense right now is, you know, we're still hungry. We're still out there trying to trying to get it. And, you know, you know a lot of times, you know, when you – when you're trying to you're trying to achieve something, it's easy to you know beat at the wall, beat at the wall, and then give up. You know, and you never know if you you maybe an, an inch away. You know, from being at the wall. So you know, like I said, you know, as his defense, the attitude of his defense, we're gonna be at that wall until we break through, and we ain't gonna never quit. So that's the attitude of the defense. We're gonna continue to fight no matter what, um, and no matter what happens out there, we're gonna fight. We're gonna do what we gotta do to you know continue to get these wins. And at the importance of turning people over, only eight turnovers as a team this season. In a game like this, how big would that be? And how what when you point back, look at only eight turnovers. How come this defense hasn't been able to force too many turnovers? Um, you know, just not being in position. You know, um, not not being able to make the plays that we need to make, um, which is you know on us as players that we need to get better at. Um, but um, obviously, you know, turnovers are a big thing, a part of the football. You know, when you win the turnover battle, you know, it's it's, it's you know it's pretty much a given chance that you you pretty much gonna win the game. Um, and so, you know, trying to create turnovers, trying to be be more playmakers and stuff like that is just something that, that we need to focus on more as a defense. Um, and something that, you know, we will get better at um, um, as we go on, you know, as the, put, as the opportunities are put in, in our face, you know, as, as we're putting in position to make those plays. Um, but I think, you know, definitely turnovers are, you know, a big thing when, you know, playing football. Also in a game like this, just red zone defense, it's something that the programs have issues with. Just how do you try to change that this late in the season? Um, just listening to our coaches and listening to the, the plan that they put together. You know, Coach Ruff is an OG. You know, he he's been around. He's done this. You know, a, a long time. You know, he's he's had to come in and you know bring a group together. He has to come in. You know, and, and do stuff. So you know, we have a great coaching staff that, that that's going to put us on the right track. Um, and just listening to them. You know, you know, getting the answers from them. You know, they they know the way. And so just listening to them and then as a group, you know, stand together. You know, not listening to the outside noise and just fixing the things that we need to fix. Kenneth, you know, every how things going in practice. I mean, these things you want to do are are they happening in practice, not translating to games? Are you seeing things different? What's mm -hmm. what's the disconnect there? Um, I really don't think there there's really any disconnect to be honest, because you know I feel like the other night, you know, we really just were in position and we just didn't make plays. You feel me? And so it's like it's like in practice, you know, we're in position and, and we make it. In practice, but you know when we got in the game, you know it was just like we were in position most of the time, um, and we just couldn't you know come up with the tackle, um, couldn't finish, and so um, obviously as a defense, as a as a group, we have to get better at that. Um, that's that's where we're not not you know not good right now is you know 
making tackles, you know, making plays and stuff like that. At times we're hesitant and stuff like that. So um, we just have to fix those things. Um, and, you know, that just starts in practice. Like you said, you know, we have to we have to do that stuff in practice, have to focus on the, the fundamentals and, and, you know, having great effort in practice and stuff like that and also listening to our coaches. So, um, you know, as a defense, that's where we need to, that's where it needs to start. And that's when, you know, needs to be in order to get fixed. Kenneth, you know, every team says that they love going on the road because it hits them against the world. Yeah. But you guys are riding a 19-game road win streak. What mm -hmm. makes you guys so different from everybody else? Because um, we love it, and we literally feed off of it. Um, it's, you know, it's just nothing like it, man, going into somebody else's house um, and getting a win. And, you know, it drives everybody on this team to, you know, when you go in there and you're back against the wall, and, you know, it's, it's literally the saying, you know, we all we got, we all we need. And that's literally what it is. You know, we all we got in that situation. You know, nobody else pretty much in the stadium is for us besides, you know, the little crowd that is there that, that's supporting us. And so, you know, when you, when you see it that way, you know, it just it just adds an extra motivation to go out there and, you know, do what you do, you know, get a win and just come home with a, with a win. So I think, you know, our coaches have done a, a great, great job, you know, instilling that, that mentality of, you know, getting out on the road, getting, getting a job done in other people's stadium. And so, you know, I look forward to the opportunity this weekend. Big week ahead, Oklahoma, West Virginia on Friday. We're just getting started on our coverage. Again, Toby will join us later this week. We'll have a special edition of the tailgate. T-Row will join us. We'll see if we can't get Ted Lehman, maybe even Gabe Eicher to swing by as well. But until then, everyone, have a great start to your holiday week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. 